Hello and welcome to the Polyglot Insights podcast, the podcast for language learning stories and language tips so that you can confidently learn any language on this beautiful planet. My name is Marjolein Benschop. I'm a Dutch polyglot and language coach, and I'm very excited you're here for the very first episode of this podcast. So let's get started. In today's episode, I'll be talking about five tips that you can apply immediately to boost the level of your target language. And you might think I'm crazy because do such things exist? Are there things that we can do immediately to get a higher level? Well, yeah, over the years, I've identified certain patterns in myself as well as my students when it comes to showing that you have a high level in a language. And I'm very excited to share these tips with you. And before I go into detail, I want to highlight, highlight that a language level is not set in stone. A language level very much depends on who is assessing you, what time of the day. And so, for example, if uh, someone is talking to me at the end of the day and I'm just about to fall asleep, my language level is definitely going to be lower than when I've just had a cup of coffee and I'm super awake. And the same happens when I'm talking to someone that's, you know, very nice, very calm, and I feel at ease, then my language level will automatically be higher. Now, you might notice if this, if you've ever done, uh, if you've ever taken a language exam, you might know that it very much depends on the examinator and how the examinator makes you feel. Uh, the more comfortable you feel, and as I said, the more, the, the more energy you have in that moment as well, the better your uh, result will be. So, however, uh, today I'll be sharing five tips that you can apply regardless of if you're tired or regardless of the person you're talking to so that you make sure that you have a higher level than you thought you were capable of. And why does this even matter? Why do language levels even matter? Well, it's not necessarily the language level. However, it could be useful to be perceived as having a good language level for a language exam. However, just in, in daily life to be considered someone with a good language level means that you'll have more opportunities to practice the language because people like talking to you. It also means that uh, you might have more work and study opportunities. And uh, it just makes it so much more satisfying to feel comfortable when speaking a language. And so I think it's a really interesting topic. It's very, very close to my heart, especially because I've had certain situations where I thought I wasn't ready yet. I thought I didn't have the level I needed to do a certain thing, such as a job interview in Spain or such as a podcast in Portuguese. And I can, I can continue the list of things I've done without thinking I had the level for it. But today I'll give you some of the tips 
that you can start applying so that you can do the same, so that your level will be perceived as higher by yourself as well as by others. So you can um, take advantage of that for work or for you know, learning satisfaction, etc. So the very first tip I'd like to give is showing confidence. And you might think, how do I do that? If I feel like I'm not ready to speak the language or I speak it, but I make a lot of mistakes, well, I get you. <laughs> I also get insecure when I speak a language I'm not very good at. However, there are certain things that you can manage that aren't so hard to manage, even if you're uncomfortable, even if you are insecure in your target language. And so when it comes to confidence, showing confidence, there are certain elements that define confidence. For example, body language. If you talk to someone, maybe in real life or on Zoom, make sure you analyze how you're talking to that person. So are your shoulders back? Is your head high? <laughs> like what, what movements are you making with your hands? What gestures? Make sure that you make uh, big gestures if it fits the conversation, or at least that your shoulders are back. And all of this will not only appear that you're comfortable speaking the language, it will also make you feel more comfortable. Yes, because the, the bigger we make ourselves, the more comfortable we feel. And so this is one of the confidence tips that you can start, start applying directly. Another thing when it comes to confidence is really making sure that you stick to a normal conversation speed. Because if you slow down all the time to correct your mistakes, it will seem like you are very insecure and therefore you don't have a good level in your target language. Of course, if your language is sorry, if your level is lower, you will speak slower. That is completely understandable. However, what I'm referring to is just trying to continue when you make mistakes because that will show confidence. Sometimes if we go back and we correct ourselves, it actually looks worse. Like you might have heard of this on language exams, for example. They would actually sometimes prefer you to continue the conversation at normal speed instead of going back and correcting your own mistake. And it's the same thing in real life conversation. If I would doubt every word or correct every word I say in my target languages, it will be really uncomfortable for the person I'm speaking with and it will be really uncomfortable for me too. The more I slow down, the more I question myself, the more the person I'm talking to, you know, will feel uncomfortable. And as I said before, so will I. I will also believe like I'm failing in the target language. And that is not something that you want. You want to feel comfortable. So try to stick to normal language speed. Try to use a, a power poses, we call them. So powerful body language and uh, don't question yourself too much just let those mistakes be so that's when it comes to the first tip of today's episode 
The second tip is preparing for specific situations. Now that might sound weird, <laughs> but you sometimes know exactly what's going to come up. And if you're afraid that your language level is not where it's supposed to be for that specific event, then why don't you prepare for it? That might be something that is going to um, lead to amazing outcomes. An example. I had an amazing job opportunity in Spain. And when I applied, I considered to be an A2 in Spanish. However, on the job description, it said B1. And I thought, oh no, I don't think it's gonna go well. This might as well be a disaster, I don't know. However, what I decided to do was really prepare for the interview and just write down the typical questions I expected to be asked in Spanish and the answers I would give in case they would ask me. The typical questions like, what are your strengths? Uh, do you like to work by yourself or in a team, etc." And it turned out that they asked pretty much all the questions I expected. There was no surprise. And even though there might've been some questions that were a little bit different, I still had the right words because I, because I had prepared for the topic. And you could do the same if you, for example, know you're going to a bakery, you're in France, you want to go to a bakery, what do you think you have to say when you go to the bakery or to, or to the doctor? Yeah, so when I lived in uh, Spain, I would do the same for going to the doctor. I'd be like, okay, let me see if I have all the words I need for when I want to try to explain um, what is going on. And so preparing for a specific situation is going to help you a lot in the conversations you're able to have in that moment. And therefore, as I said, it will instantly boost your level in the target language. Now, the third tip I would like to give today is related to creativity. How creative are you with the grammar rules and the vocab you already possess in your target language? So in order to be perceived as confident and comfortable in the target language by yourself or by others, it's important, as I mentioned before, to stick to a normal conversation speed. How we can do that is by being creative with your words. So when it comes to being creative with your, with your words and the grammar rules you know, it's really important to realize that there's a thousand, way, a thousand ways of expressing something you want to express. There's so many ways. And so if you're trying to describe an object and you've forgotten the name, please don't stop the whole conversation and think about it for one or five or 10 minutes and just completely get blocked. I understand if it happens though. I mean, of course we all have our language struggles. However, try to continue, try to 
come up with a way of describing, for example, if you wanted to describe a, a pen and you don't know the word for pen, then you could say, hey, sorry, do you have something to um, write with? And that would be absolutely fine. That would even be better because maybe the person has a pencil and there you go, you can also write with that. So really, really the students of mine that have a high level are really, really aware of the fact that there are so many ways they can use to describe what they want to describe or to express what they want to express. Even for grammar, if we talk about, for example, the future, in many languages, even, even English, there's more than three ways to, to talk about the future, right? I mean, you can say tonight, I'm watching a movie, tonight I'm going to watch a movie, or tonight I will be watching a movie. <laughs> there's just so many ways. And realizing that takes off the pressure, because if you have forgotten how to use the aisle or I'm going to, if you don't feel comfortable using those words because of the grammatical structure or because of how to pronounce it, then just don't pronounce it. Sometimes I know a word, but I've only seen it and I've never heard it. Then I'll just avoid it and use another word. And as I said, if I say, well, something to write with, it's very likely this person is going to say, well, I have a pen. And I'm like, oh, of course, it was the word pen. So try to be creative with the words and the rules you know, instead of really stopping the conversation. Um, so as I said, if you start doing this, you will be perceived as having a higher level. And um, it, it's just all about the creativity. Even if you look at the language levels that we use at um, you know, the European reference levels, the common European ref uh, reference uh, levels, is that uh, the framework, you will see that it is all about the speed of the student, the confidence, the, the using the words in the right way. And so if you know a grammar rule really well, then use that instead of a grammar rule you have just learned and you don't really know how to use it. So an example, in Spanish, uh, you have, for example, the, the present perfect, you could say in, in, in English, for example, in Spanish, it would be he vivido. But you can also say vivía or viví. And the fact that there were just three ways of expressing the past was really confusing at first. And so for the first year and a half, I just only used the first one, the present perfect, like the et bibido. And this was so, so nice because I was able to talk about the past and I didn't let it, I didn't let it stop me. And it really helped. Uh, it, it, really, it really worked in my favor. So I highly recommend you do the same in case you want to be perceived as having a good conversational level. Now the third, the, the next tip, <laughs> I don't know what number we are right now, is uh, pronunciation. Yes, so the next tip is pronunciation. And uh, this is tip number four. <laughs> so tip number four, pronunciation. I always thought I was terrible at pronunciation. However, it is really worth taking advantage of 
it's really worth analyzing the pronunciation of native speakers. Why? Why, why, why? Well, because when, you know, a person with a really, really native accent or at least, you know, a good accent says like two or three words, everyone is like, wow, your level is really good. And it's really strange because that person hasn't said anything apart from those three words and people are already impressed. Now that has everything to do with how we react to accents. I don't have anything against an accent as you can hear. I have an accent as well in English, that's no problem. Um, it's, it's, I'm just saying it, I'm just putting it out there. The people that have a really native accent will be perceived as having a higher level. It's only biological, that's how we react to it. And in order to work on your pronunciation in case you want to reach a higher level, is really just by listening to a lot of audio. But not only that, you need to practice your mouth. And I always thought it sounded so complex. And as I said, as I said at the beginning, I thought I wasn't made for um, understanding pronunciation or imitating native speakers. However, I found a few ways that worked really well for me when it comes to, for example, Italiano <laughs> is by using language apps and language apps have audio and you can repeat the audio as many times as you want and if they are for example words or just a few words you can really really focus on the, the pronunciation on how it sounds so for example i just realized when using a language app that the italian pronunciation is pretty different from the Spanish one and of course I had heard that but I needed to feel it for myself by listening to the audio of language apps made over and over and over again and then imitating it myself and in my mouth analyzing where my tongue was while I tried to imitate the sound um, and, and yeah just basically mainly the position of of your tongue and where the sound is in your mouth. If, is it at the front? Is it in the middle? Is it at the back? The more you try to imitate a sound, it will probably, it's highly likely to automatically find that space in your mouth. However, of course, if it's really difficult for you, you don't know if you're doing it well, you can ask a native speaker, whether it's a friend or a teacher, uh, it, it doesn't really matter. But you can always ask them, am I pronouncing this well? But in general, I feel like you can, you can get better at learning pronunciation. And it is something that is really doable. Um, it's not only for people that are musically talented, which is what I used to think. It's really a matter of practice and just imitating, imitating, imitating and seeing what changes in your mouth. Now, last but not least, the very last tip of today is asking questions. Now, there's many benefits of asking questions. For example, I mean, you'll feel, you'll make the, the person you're talking to feel more um, engaged with the conversation. People that are asked more questions like the person they're talking to more but also when it comes to your language level. 
if you're feeling a little bit insecure with your language level and the person you're talking to uh, and you ask them a question, you can then A, get your confidence back, B, analyze the answer of that person. So when they answer your question, you can analyze what words they're using, what grammatical structures they're using, and that is all just very beneficial for your language level because then you can answer when they ask you back more or less in the same way, more or less with the same words. You don't have to, but it's very useful when you are a little bit insecure about some of the, the grammar tenses or the words you might have to use for that specific answer. And so these were the five tips that I would, uh, that I wanted to give about, you know, how to instantly boost your target, uh, target language. And I'm going to mention them again. So you can remember, maybe uh, make, uh, make note of it is first of all, showing confidence either by using powerful body language as well as by allowing your mistakes to be and just continuing with normal conversation speed. The second tip was preparing for a specific situation, such as an interview, a language exchange, or going to the doctor. The third one was being creative with the words and sentences you already know and grammar rules that you already know so that you can just keep the conversation flowing and you don't have to stop every moment. Then the next tip was about improving your pronunciation by imitating, 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 and then analyzing what happens in your mouth. And finally, asking questions during conversations so that you can feel comfortable to answer and use more or less some of the same structures or words that your uh, language partner or whoever you're talking to has just used. Thank you so much for listening to the very first episode of this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope you've learned something and feel free to reach out to me on social media at Polyglot Insights is my account name on Instagram. And you can also find a summary of all the information in today's podcast if you go to my website, polyglotinsights.com episode one. Now see you in next week's episode. Bye-bye.